Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. When you have a paranormal experience, what is actually happening? What is channeling? How do you know what you're really communicating with? Hello and welcome to the 729th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno here on Owen 1240 Radio and our 10th year on the air. I'm Ben, and those uh, way deep questions came from a co-host, partner in the paranormal, and father, Paul. And today we uh, bring you a new guest with a scientific approach to a subject that has been fraught with superstition for centuries. And welcome your calls, numbers are the e- and emails today. Numbers are 800-449-1240 from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, or 401-766-1240 locally, or from anywhere, anyone else. <laughs> All right. John Klimo holds a doctorate in psychology and is widely considered the world's leading authority on the subject of channeling. He is the author of, among other books and publications, Channeling, Investigations on Receiving Information from Paranormal Sources, which has been translated into eight languages. Dr. Klimo has undergraduate and graduate degrees from Brown University, uh, only a few miles from where we sit here in Rhode Island. He has taught in doctoral programs for the past 38 years and is currently a full professor with the San Francisco Bay Area Campus of the American Schools of Professional Psychology, Argosy University. He has done research, teaching, public presentations, and publishing in the areas of parapsychology, complementary and alternative medicine, consciousness studies, new paradigm thought, and new science, ufology, extraterrestriology, metaphysics, and much more. Among, uh, along with a number of our other friends, Dr. Klimo serves on the advisory board of the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Experiences, where he chairs the Experiencer Research Project. He lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, whence he comes to us today. His website, John Klimo, J-O-N-K-L-I-M-O dot com. We'll talk about that in a bit. So, Dr. Klimo, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Thank you for having me on. Oh, well, it's great to have you. So let us start at the very beginning. What are paranormal contact model, uh, modalities? Modalities. Modalities. Jeez. Can't talk today. I like, I like modalities myself. Okay. No more peanut butter uh, for breakfast for Ben. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, a, a paranormal modality uh, would be something a modality that operates as far as information theory, communication, uh, energy transfer, a variety of possible connectednesses uh, <clears throat> with uh, 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 that which would be classified as falling in the realm. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. In the realm of the paranormal. Now, some people don't like the term paranormal. Um, it seems to kind of marginalize uh, these kinds of experiences and phenomena, but it just means uh, that which. It's just like the anomalous. My favorite word is the anomalous. It's been around a lot longer. It just means we can't explain it in terms of current. Uh, Western science. And so the paranormal, it's called paranormal. It's to the side of the normal. So it's the, it's the kind of fringe stuff that doesn't fit in the normal because if it fit in the realm of normal, of nor- normality, uh, 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 normative domains, it would be uh, 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 explainable uh, and uh, in terms of, of mainstream Western thinking and science. And the paranormal really isn't. <clears throat> so a lot of the paranormal falls into what was earlier called psychical studies or psychical research, and more recently parapsychology. And also I would add in some other things that parapsychologists, which, which I also am a parapsychologist, most parapsychologists don't like to throw in everything but the kitchen sink into, into parapsychology and psychical stuff, like the UFOs and extraterrestrial stuff. They think that that's, that's, off, 
that that's beyond the pale and you really can't do good science out the way you can about ESP or paras- uh, uh, psychokinesis or something like that. <clears throat> so the paranormal is just off the normal radar, off the normal map of our understanding as far as how we think we can understand things in terms of objective Western science. It, it, it seems to shade in, it seems to shade into, um, to, to, to be unable to be pigeonholed in terms of either matter or energy, uh, uh, you know, external reality or internal reality. It seems to have a foot in both worlds. I think it does from personal experience and, and from all my research in it for decades. Okay. So I guess moving on from that, um, another another thing that needs to be defined, you know, is, is in uh, any sort of philosophical or intellectual discussion, defining our terms is rather important. So what is channeling? <coughs> channeling? Uh, well, I uh, I've been involved with that since uh, the er- the early '60s, I guess. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, early early uh, '70s. Well, anyway, a long time. <coughs> and uh, uh, channeling is really. Uh, receiving communication or information uh, from some realm of reality other than normal physical reality as we understand it, and uh, from beyond uh, and and involving uh, uh, the individual channel's uh, uh, (coughs) ability, energy systems that that doesn't fit within normal uh, neuroscience, psychology, psychophysiology, it seems to be beyond that. So, where, where is where is channel material coming from that comes to somebody who's channeling it? Well, uh, I've written a whole big fat book on that, and uh, I think I did the best I could to to kind of that's the go to source for what the hell is channeling, and where is it coming from, and uh, the, the the sources of channeling, the kinds of channeling, and so on. <clears throat> but for me, um, a lot of people think it of channeling in terms of entity channeling. Well, who do you channel, or, or what, what's your source? What, what's your normal go-to uh, uh, person on the other end of the hotline there, interdimensionally or whatever? <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I've moved to the point at this, uh, uh, in my life where I'm more interested in what I call, in, in, my, cha- in my book, channeling, open channeling. I mean, just, it's, just, it's wide open. It really is connecting to source, uh, as far as I can tell. You could say it's universal mind. You could say it's a universal consciousness field. You could say it's God. You could say it's uh, just simply trans transpersonal. It goes beyond the personhood, uh, including the, the mind, body, and spirit of the individual uh, channel. So uh, that seems to bring any person who's doing a channeling into uh, a, a, a transcendental realm uh, where you need new maps, new categories, uh, new uh, systems to try to understand this this. Uh, interpersonal relationship that goes on in channeling where one of the persons is a, is a, is a grounded incarnate human being with a body and the other party on the line so to speak uh, the, the one being channeled is is not is either doesn't have a body uh, has gone on beyond the physical like uh, at death uh, afterlife kinds of experiences with a discarnate surviving spirit, spirits or is um, anything else you want angels um uh <clears throat> Uh, extraterrestrials of various kinds. Some may have physical bodies, some may not. So it's a whole. So I have a whole chapter on the kinds of beings or entities who have been reported to be channeled, uh, and it's it's all over the place. It's just anything when you open the doors and the windows of of the mind and and of the hermetically sealed limitations on how we where we get our information and our communication and what and whom we can connect with those ways. 
and that is that's in turn is the um, that's what I call this kind of ventilation, this uh, opening the uh, opening the, 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 the semi or non permeable membranes to permeability to 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 a, a crosstalk to a uh, to a ventilation, <clears throat> and I'm interested these days in in uh, opening, or at least I do. I, I try to open myself to the universal mind, to the universal consciousness field. Um, I'm a, a, a in philosophy. Uh, I'm what you would call a, a, a an idealist, a philosophical idealist. Uh, meaning, yeah, I think there's many kinds of. Uh, I mean, I think that the the ground of being, if you, if you drill down fun, fundamentalistically, you don't get turtles all the way down. You don't get atoms and molecules you get uh, you get consciousness uh, the farther down you go kind of looking back right back at you you're, you're embedded within a living universal being that, that has consciousness and that's where you derive your consciousness and if you take your consciousness to that transcendental embedding being uh, and, at, you know, and and put your intention out there for what you want and who you want to connect with that's often the way in the different how to do it books so to speak that that's how you go and where you go to get your uh, self-transcending uh, information or channeling guidance. <clears throat> okay, this is, um, perhaps our experience is, is a bit different. Our now My degree is in philosophy, but not psychology. Uh, when you refer to membranes, uh, as you just did, is that in the sense of uh, that a physicist would? Brains, <clears throat> B-R-E-N-E-S, that, that sort of thing? But, yeah, well, I... I I, I, I draw. I draw from that. I enjoy that. I'm very interdisciplinary, and so I, I go to theoretical physics and so on to get to get metaphors, to get analogies, to okay. get ideas. Right. <clears throat> but uh, no, I, I don't. I don't mean membranes in that sense. I mean, uh, um, like a semi-permeable membrane that you could look at that metaphorically as surrounding you or encapsulating you, uh, 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 and and you you can't get stuff in and you can't get stuff out according to Western science except by certain permissible. Uh, avenues and so extrasensory reception is getting senses or sensation or perceptions uh, in some way that transcends uh, the limits of of, the, of the, your five senses I, and, I see. and so on. Okay. So so a, a membrane is uh, simply a, a boundary, uh, and you know, boundaries have been around for uh, in the in the uh, me- metaphysical domain forever. Like the ring pass not or you, you can't go beyond that point. And then uh, we pioneers of consciousness and, uh, and of experience try to transcend the limits that are put there. Like, no, there's a membrane there. You can't go beyond that. But it could be a translucent membrane where you can sort of see light coming from the other side back to you, uh, uh, metaphorically speaking. Or it may be a completely opaque membrane. Or it may be a transparent membrane. And different people who've had different experiences with the paranormal in general uh, and the other worldly, uh, speak of uh, being able to transcend the normal opaqueness and 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 have it be rendered or render it yourself into and a translucency and even a transparency, and you find you're no longer as bounded and constrained by the, the given, the, the the presenting problem that you're presented with, which is you can't go there, you can't get experience from there, you can't get information from there, and that and many of us are pushing the limits of that, and we find that we can. Okay, I see what you mean. One of the things that uh, <clears throat> perhaps may uh, that, that highlights our experience with the paranormal is a sort of practical, in the trenches experience of the things that you discuss. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we uh, and and I started in the early seventies as did you. One of the things I began to notice was that that uh, nothing in the paranormal, in the in a broad sense, is what it appears to be. 
there, in our experience anyway, uh, it's part of nature. Just It may be undiscovered science, but it's part of nature. Right. And uh, as we discussed previous to the show, um, one of the things we found out very early on, or I found out very early on, was that great caution is required because just as in other parts of nature, there are predators. Uh, I was in situations where someone was channeling something, um, and this is back in the early days, th- that was supposed to be um, one of their relatives who had passed on, you know, the usual 19th century spiritualist kind of thing. And I, it just didn't feel right. Something didn't feel, not even human in some, and I would make it known that um, I didn't believe it was Uncle So-and-So. Everything right. changed. You know, it was, in, uh, in my interpretation, a predator, we call them parasites, that was tr- seeking to push buttons and feed upon our information and, and our, uh, our um, energy. And uh, so th- the idea of, at least to us, the idea of opening ourselves to the universal mind should be approached, in our opinion, with great caution because nothing is what it appears to me. But what say you? Yeah, sure. Uh, that, that, that's a, uh, a forewarning to give to anybody who, who, who moves out into these other higher dimensional or uh, realms beyond the, the para-realms beyond the normal, uh, what, what are the, what are the uh, who do you trust, what are, what's the, what are the guidelines, uh, who, who's, the, who's the received wisdom to be going to for, for what's going on out there. And uh, I always like the experience, people were having experiences themselves, like, a, like a, 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 a Robert Monroe, you know, with the, oh, yeah. a, a, of the body, you know, cause he was a good go-to person after all his endless experiences, and setting up a whole uh, center to, to, to train people to, to do that. That you could you could make certain generalizations, and his books would make would, would talk about the generalizations you could kind of uh, uh, realistically make about this larger domain you can enter into in an out-of-body state and come back from that state uh, out of body. And uh, so, you know, if I wanted to uh, before I would start doing out-of-body experiences, I would want to read what uh, Monroe had to say, and he wasn't the only one. There was a whole, mm-hmm. a whole bookshelves full oh, of people. Rogo, Scott Rogo, old friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was out here in California. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so the... Uh, uh, but I, I agree. Uh, you got to be careful, and the Ouija board is a good example of this. You know, that, that's been around for a long time. Yeah, tell and, us about uh, it. People, you know, get on the Ouija board because ooh, it's fun. Oh, it's a game. It's fun. It's like a, uh, a game board thing. And uh, and of course, if if you're actually getting beyond the normal membrane that surrounds our consciousness and our lived experience on a day to day basis, and you're going to poke through that, uh, at least transiently, um, it, it's uh, let 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 the traveler, let let the uh, consciousness researcher beware, uh, because uh, in the sense that what are you going to get? What are you getting into? It, it's it's you're going beyond what science and what most people in their normal waking experience understand and know uh, uh, and are familiar with about where yeah. you're going. I've been after so, Milton. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. You got you to be careful. Yeah. I say, I've been after Milton Bradley for 45 years to take that thing off. They you know, like they're going to listen to me, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, we we have a uh, a question from a listener. This might be a good time to take it before we get to the bottom of the hour. It actually kind of fits in, too. Yeah, exactly. This is from Chrissy, and we do not know where Chrissy is from, but she writes. So Chrissy from nowhere writes to us. So what are your thoughts? Uh, 
Doctor, on uh, contact with other worldly intelligence during out-of-body or sleep states. Yeah, well, the um, a lot of... Uh, uh, let me preface this by saying I've been involved for the past few years with this uh, free organization. I, I doubt mm. you're familiar with Oh, yeah. Foundation for Research in Extraterrestrial uh, Encounters and Unusual Experiences <clears throat> uh, that uh, associated with Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut, and uh, a number of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've been kind of from the, in from the very beginning on that organization <clears throat> with Ray Hernandez and others. And uh, the um, uh, a certain percentage of what we get uh, uh, unsolicitedly uh, is uh, references by experiencers. And these are experiencers who you would normally put in, in, the, in the pile of people having otherworldly experiences in the sense of... Uh, uh, you know, extraterrestrial and how you define that beyond the terrestrial and beyond the terrestrial lineage of we human beings here and uh, that's not all nuts and bolts uh, rockets and, and so on it's, uh, it, uh, you, it, it bleeds through very quickly to the point that uh, a certain percentage, a large percentage of uh, uh, purported extra- extraterrestrial experiences uh, experiences with extraterrestrials and, and, and leaving the normal uh, limits of, of what Western science understands, including astronomy and so on, is, uh, is uh, enters into a, a, a mind-body, a, a post-mind-body dualism. You're no longer in, oh, I'm in my body, I'm in my, my mind. Is, that, is the ultimate reality of that reside? Is the locus of that reality outside of me and outside of consciousness? And does it exist irrespective of pending consciousness or not? And uh, you, th- those things go out the window after. Well, that's, that's an old Cartesian dualism that doesn't apply in the otherworldly and in the paranormal and in actually extraterrestrial kind of research because experiences of, of this larger reality uh, are, always, are, are constantly trying to find a way to talk about what they're experiencing. It's not oftentimes like a dream state or a groggy state or a, 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 a daydream state. It's, wait a minute, was, uh, are, you, are you having a, a lucid dream, a dream? A daydream, a wishful thinking thing, or did that actually happen? Pinch yourself. Did you? Could you get your bearings? How do How do you know for sure that was objective reality? And those are antiquated terms like objective reality. Uh, there's an objective slash subjective uh, dualism transcending vocabulary and, and experiential base that this stuff comes from. And like it or not, the old nuts and bolts UFO researchers they have to uh, be. <laughs> brought into that which transcends the nuts and bolts. It's no longer just a materialistically based way to talk about things from other planets. And maybe they can go faster than the speed of light, uh, but it's still like our world and like as we understand it and interrogate it with Western science. No, it, it's more than that. It's beyond that. There seems to be higher dimensionality involved. There seems to be kind of energies involved uh, that, that, are, that transcend what we understand in Western physics. And there's also, for heaven's sakes, the fact that, let's say, telepathy which normally is studied in parapsychology or psychical studies, uh, telepathy is, is, is the uh, lingua franca. It's, it's the domain whereby extraterrestrials communicate with us, and we find ourselves, during the contact period at least, able to communicate with them. Naturally, it's not some freaky thing or thing you have to study and, and be trained in. It, it's, it's, uh, it goes with the territory of, of interrelating with a, with a non-human uh, intelligence, and uh, usually. And so... What does that say? What does it mean? Well, they graduated on into uh, a, a domain where they're not limited by physicality. They're not limited by physicality either in how they transport themselves, 
you know, superluminary stuff, or how, who the hell knows what it is, how they can manipulate and, and transmutate their, 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 their material body, or maybe they transcend it beyond the material body, and their body's an energy body, or it's a light body. And, uh, and they're talking to us, or they're interrelating with us, whether it's channeling, or they can downstep themselves and get off a ship and, and, and interact with us for a while. <clears throat> uh, what, what, uh, we, we don't, we can't get out of our physical body unless we do an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience kind of a thing. And often they, they, they lead us into that. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're pulled out of your body and you're taken up on, the, on a mothership or something and you're thinking, what the hell? That's an, I must be dreaming and so on. No, not necessarily. That's just, uh, that's, a, that's a contact modality, a consciousness uh, of, of based contact modality that transcends physical limits. It goes, it goes through that membrane that you think you can't go through and you're processing information and making memories and, and interrelating with a being whose home territory is, uh, transcends physicality or can move in and out of it amphibiously. amphibiously. Hmm. You have no idea how much you warm our hearts uh, by questioning Cartesian dualism. Uh, ben and I throw darts at pictures of Rene Descartes. Uh, we ought to put that up in, 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 in the corner. In the corner, there, yeah, with, next <laughs> to our book. Uh, anyway, thank you for saying that. A lot of people don't say that. Uh, the question of physicality, and we're almost to our break, but some of you think, is, is there more, to, by the way, to Chrissy's question? Uh, well, she goes on to, to explain her... Um, now, let's finish her question first. Before well, she goes on to explain her experience because she says, uh, I have experienced uh, stranger-than-normal dreams um, and an out-of-body type experience that included interactions and communications with beings much like your typical gray aliens. Though I haven't excluded the possibility that it was a manifestation of the mind, I can't escape, uh, or I can't shake the impact it has had on my life since, and it has fueled my research into consciousness studies, which subsequently expanded my understanding of reality as we know it. Um, and she would like us to weigh in. Uh, well, we can do that next well, week on open lines. Yeah, exactly. So we'll yeah. so we'll we'll keep this and, and put okay. it aside. But I mean, she goes on to explain her experience. Some observations. And I, yeah, I think I think you you said it quite eloquently, Doctor. Yes. Um, there are one or two questions I think maybe we can uh, begin and then discuss on the other side of the break. D one of the things we are always saying is that, you know, we have a very narrow paradigm, as we all agree, and uh, the notion of spirits and this sort of thing, uh, which is th the existence of a spirit in our world is, at least as we understand the physics, would not be possible, at least not containing... The, and it's very dualistic. I think people, you know, you, you die, you suddenly become like this, this super being, you, you maintain, you retain all your memories and all your imagination, every, your, everything that ever happened to you is still with you. That doesn't make sense to us. However, uh, Professor Amit Goswami, whom I'm sure you know uh, yep. better than we do, if not as well as we do, says, uh, told us to our face essentially that that, that, that isn't really not, that, that that dualism is that really in our attitude is a dualism that uh, essentially is not valid either. So, um, th and that physicality really doesn't exist. And what one can see from the viewpoint of everything is energy and, and the, the mod modern physical approach to the physical, uh, that it really doesn't uh, exist in, in the, the classic 19th century sense. But what does this do to the notion of spirits? I mean, you mentioned spirits. I mean, when you're, if, if somebody is channeling a spirit, is this really a spirit? Can it be... 
existing at least under our laws of physics uh, in such a way that it can, can communicate with someone. I think we should take our break first and think about it during the break. Well, if we don't get headaches first. Okay, we're gonna take, right. we'll take our break. I took up too much time. Okay. Okay. So anyway, this is Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON. 1240 in New England's beautiful but wet Blackstone Valley. Uh, great conversation with Dr. John Klima. We'll be right back, so stick with us. Hey, music lovers, it's Dave Russell. Please note the day and time and spread the news that good music is alive and well every Sunday on ON 1240 from 10 a.m. to noon on my new run with Sinatra. It's been a long nine years since the last time, but Frank hasn't aged a day, and talk about good music, you're assured of hearing the best, because we only choose the prime cuts from Frank's incomparable career. So it's 10 to noon on Sundays with Frank and Dave, and you, I hope. Okay, welcome back to Behind the Paranormal. It's ON 1240, celebrating over 70 years on the air, and our show celebrating our 10th year on the air. Uh, now, we have a number of charities the show has adopted. We will discuss those toward the end in our announcement section, uh, but these are, these are great charities. We know, uh, for the most part, the, uh, the, the organizers of the charities, and we know that the money goes where it's supposed to, but so stay tuned for that toward the end of the show. And meanwhile, let's get back to our conversation with Dr. John Klimo uh, on the notion um, notion of the paranormal in general, and certainly uh, to continue the question we brought up, to put it simply, Doctor, do you believe in spirits, notably earthbound spirits, spirits in any classical sense of the term? Yes, I, I've been around, uh, as a parapsychologist, I, I've been around uh, survival of physical death research and uh, uh, apparitions and ghosts and, <coughs> and spirits uh, for a long time and have had plenty of time to think about it, to pray about it, to ask questions about it, to seek guidance about it, try to get more uh, fulsome, uh, uh, comprehensive understandings of these things beyond just our own local egoic-based school-taught things, which is going to really limit you if you, if you if you stick to that. Most people are stuck with that, unfortunately. So we, we people in, in, in the fields like you, you two guys are in, I'm in too, is uh, we're always uh, questioning those limits is put on us, or that that's all that it is. This is the way you define it. No, I don't think so. I think we can. We need to define it more inclusively and more largely. So what's a, what's a spirit? Well, I'm a spirit. I think a lot of people forget the fact that even though we're, we're entombed in or transiently for a lifetime embodied within our own bodies, uh, <clears throat> that it's uh, nonetheless we're talking about a, a conscious a spirit being uh, who, who is entombed or embedded and using the, 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 the paraphernalia of a physical apparatus, uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to, to get around in physical reality. And we have that. And we're, we're stuck with it or we, we're, it's the presenting problem we start with and then we try to transcend it or have experiential, uh, ex, ex, uh, experimental and experiential, uh, sojourns out and away from that standing problem or presenting problem. So, Yes, we, we are spirits. We, we incarnate human beings are currently spirits. And the difference between us and an extraterrestrial, whether they're normally, uh, their normal home embodiment is physical, as we understand it, or it's some like astral or etheric or something that, that's a higher vibratory rate or uh, higher dimensionally based, that that's, their, that's where they come from and go back to when they're not, when they're not checking us out. <coughs> That, that that's uh, that they're spirits too. 
So I, I specialized myself because I'm so curious about it. What do extraterrestrials say about uh, their own uh, science, their own understandings? Do they believe in a god? Uh, do they think that they are spirits? What happens after they die? Do they have services, you know, for, for when you leave the physical body, even if you're in it for 500 years, maybe like they are, some of them are. So uh, it's, it's like an ultimate cross-cultural studies to, to, to turn to an extraterrestrial, whether by channeling or out-of-body experience or by way of uh, uh, experiencers, first-person experiencers, and, and through them, uh, who have the direct contact or, or a psychic? Let's say you're, you're trying to get in, you're trying to get information, uh, self-report information from somebody who who's identifying themselves as not of this earth. They're not physical, or they're, they're at least not human. <clears throat> and uh, so, what do you think of being a spirit? So I'm turning I'm turning the talking stick from you gave it to me. I'm turning it on to them and my decades of having studied what they have to say about these things. And uh, I do believe. That all beings, all sentient beings, as the Buddhists would say, uh, face uh, face uh, uh, death of some kind, uh, a, a surcease of of, of, the, of the normal uh, lived experience in a day to day, year to year, month to month, and uh, so on. And uh, they they, uh, but is that it? And uh, usually, in the, in the extraterrestrial literature, uh, and and uh, and in the paranormal literature, they, they say no, that's not it. It's just, it's just a passing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a membrane you go through and, into the next domain where you're going to get more experiences and so on and so on. And most of the, most of the uh, worldviews that I like most, whether they're coming from a supposed extraterrestrial or human or angel or higher, higher, uh, higher self, uh, are saying that why do we keep coming back? Why, do we keep, why, are we, why are we given more than one life to live as a blonde, so to speak? You couldn't possibly get very much done in that one lifetime. Uh, if you're trying to understand everything and, and, and uh, move beyond what you came into this lifetime with, you really need more time than that, and that, therefore, uh, uh, reincarnation and past lives and those kinds of things do, uh, do come into the picture with extraterrestrial uh, uh, research uh, uh, as well as uh, parapsychological research. And so... Um, <clears throat> That you, you, you run into that. I mean, I, I've been going through the, I've been spending a whole year on this free uh, research project, of uh, qualitative research project, with about 100, uh, drawn from about 1,000 people who were given uh, like a three, uh, three or four hour uh, online uh, uh, qualitative research interview <coughs> where they didn't have, not limited to yes or no. They can go into as much detail as they can type into there. And so we get this stuff, we get pages and pages and many, many pages from these from these informants, from these uh, human experience, uh, human subjects. And uh, in, in the air, some of the questions we ask are, uh, uh, or we don't have to ask it, they bring them up, is in the area of uh, uh, past lives or reincarnation. And it's not only that they're saying that they seem to, during the period of, of their uh, personal experience with extraterrestrials, uh, they had a taste of that somehow, directly or indirectly, and they'll often describe it in some detail. But they also talk about how the extraterrestrials uh, refer to that that we know are uh, the life we the the the, the, the deaths we have are are uh, passing. They're, they're they're benchmarks along some transcendental uh, evolving uh, uh, journey, a uh, Tao, a uh, path, and uh, we all have that whether we're from Mars or from uh, you know from. Uh, 
eighth dimensional thing or not. But after a while, you don't have to keep reincarnating. You don't have to keep going back and getting density level experiences like we do here on Earth, or even like a you know somebody from uh, uh, the Pleiades uh, uh, still is saying that they're doing. They're not that different from us in that regard. Uh, so uh, I, I find that in my cross-cultural studies of, of a more uh, larger kind, that uh, I do believe in uh, uh, reincarnation. I do believe in karma. I do believe that why we're here in, in, in this larger frame of reference is to have experiences and uh, to the point that we can become as uh, unto gods, that we can really have been in, have wore every kind of shoes you can wear and step in every uh, path you can be on to get that kind of transpersonal wisdom. And it takes a lot of living. You can't do it in one lifetime. Uh, ben, did you have uh, well, well, actually, uh, if if you have something, please. Um. Well, I, I I do. Okay. And um, doctor, I like what you're saying, and I, I'm I'm probably going to speak for my dad in this as, uh, for this as well because I am his spawn, so I <laughs> I tend to think I know how he thinks. I think we differ in uh in in a couple different ways here. So we agree with the majority of what you say. Um, but here's here's the thing. Uh, we sort of don't. Well, we sort of jive with the um. Uh, past life, past life, kind of thing, and and all that. But we switch the past to parallel, because Einstein's relativity principle kind of disproved the whole notion of time. Time is more of a, of, of a function of consciousness, and you know, modern physicists would probably say mm-hmm. that if time uh, travel did exist, you wouldn't go back and forth; you'd go side to side. So, sure. it, from from our our point of view, you wouldn't be living past lives; you'd be living lives that you're already living somewhere else. So this sort of uh, brings into question the idea of of channeling in a way. Maybe you're not channeling a spirit. Perhaps you're tapping into a world or a multiverse in which you are the creature in which you're talking to. Or perhaps um, maybe it's a creature that's not telling you things that are really true. So I think I think the interesting thing is that how how you do your research. I think this is I think it's fascinating. But here's a question for you: How do you know? that what you're getting is true. See, as you mentioned earlier, um, ex- sort of the experience is the framework that, that, we, that we all use to understand the world around us and, and the universe. But those are based upon absu- uh, assumptions from prior experiences. You know, Western materialistic science is all garbage. We all know this. And the English language is complete garbage for trying to explain the unexplainable. So I guess what, I, what I'm going, my, my question is going to this. Where do you draw your framework? What do I do with my framework? Well, you, you start with the, you start with the consensus reality that you're embedded within, and you're looking over and you're talking to fellow human beings uh, who are constrained, limited, uh, and conditioned by a certain kind of uh, uh, norm, and and you're trying to talk in, about non-normal things to uh, people embedded in normal experience, usually, except that you have a subculture. Uh, that you're normally talking to, preaching to the choir, so to speak, where they already know what you're talking about. You don't have to convince them. Uh, and, and then they're often, like you're doing right now, you're, you're kind of critiquing the vocabulary I'm using. Why didn't you say that? Why didn't you say parallel universe? Why didn't you say uh, it's all happening at once? Why, why do you, uh, you're using old-fashioned ways to talk about past lives or reincarnation. Well, it's true, uh, because that's where most of the literature is and where most of the people... I'm talking to start from. If you're talking about, well, can we talk about reincarnation now? Okay, 
can we compare it to, can we talk about it in light of uh, extraterrestrial, otherworldly stuff? Okay, we can try that too. And out-of-body stuff, okay, we can do that too. And there's a huge literature out there, multi-literatures, in these areas. And some of them uh, transcend the vocabulary, introduce new vocabulary, uh, new concepts, uh, and some of them just they're talking to themselves because they're so out there in, in their own domains. I try, I mean, I've been on a lot of radio shows, a lot of TV shows, a lot of stuff like that, and I'm, I, I don't know quite who I'm talking to, except I just have to have faith, I pray usually before I do these things, uh, or meditate, that please let me reach as many people as I can, uh, 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 not, not disenfranchise or, or alienate uh, 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 many people, like, not, not to do that as often as I can help, and uh, help me choose the words... Uh, in how I'm talking about this, that will uh, do the most good or reach the most beings or change the most consciousness to, to, toward the more inclusive, uh, veridical consciousness. <clears throat> and that, that's what I do. So, But, you, you know, you caught me talking in an old-fashioned way about a certain thing, and uh, as soon as you said what you said, uh, I, I think it was Ben, you, that... Uh, I, uh, I agreed. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, just put it that way. You limit yourself when you put it that way, or you put yourself in an old old timer's box or something. That's true. Uh, so, uh, it, it, the parallel universes are uh, getting back to brains now, or membranes uh, of the other kind. Uh, it's uh, it, it's kind of bewildering, bewilderingly complex. It opens so many avenues of the game board you're talking about having individualized consciousness being able to operate from and uh, and uh, so uh, I've tried to blow the, the limits on what was in my mind and in my consciousness decades ago not not with uh, uh, drugs and stuff although I wish I could have I just was too too chicken about it I think I didn't <laughs> want to lose my mind probably wise <laughs> in the long run <laughs> yeah. uh, so but also in all, in all the research I've done about uh, uh, psychoactive uh, practices and, and substances and so on. So much of it sounded like what I have experienced myself. I thought, well, geez, I don't want to square the thing, you know, uh, uh, the thing to the ex, ex, exponential power. I, did, I don't want to uh, complicate it or, or open too many doors at once to be kind of engulfed and kind of a panic attack and just kind of lose it. I didn't want that, and so I, I kind of have my wits about it somewhat, but at the same time, I've, I've lost my own mind a few times. I've gone on the record saying that, and uh, I've probably lost some people who were trying to follow me because I was sounding sciencey or, or, or whatever, because, uh, no, I, I, I've had expeditions beyond the limits of ego consciousness, I think, and uh, learned a lot that way, but I would be very, back to warnings now, I would warn other people before they just jump buck naked into those larger domains to maybe do a little bit of trying to contact, get some kind of... Some kind of wisdom or some kind of sentient connectedness to fellow human beings or to transcending beings, uh, not necessarily human, uh, who, who are your, your guides. Because uh, most people having uh, altered state experiences, uh, it's helpful to have some, some, some go-to thing, some guidance, uh, some more experience than oneself uh, uh, source or buddy. And uh, I've, I've often been much of a loner, and so I haven't had those buddies, and so I've, I've I've not taken the uh, the Alice in Wonderland or or the Matrix, uh, you know, other pill, that other colored pill. I forget which one was which. No, I think it was the blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, 
One of the things, uh, I think, not, not to belabor Ben's point, but I think, uh, you know, we're the, and we're the first ones to admit we, we could be entirely wrong or, you know, and, and we never say this is the way it is. Nobody should say that because we don't know. Every day is you the know, first we, day of school. We exchange information. We learn from each other. But I think one thing that I think maybe a lot of us can agree on is is the labels when it comes to language. Uh, and I'm thinking of crossover phenomena. And uh, we deal with a number of your colleagues in free, particularly Kathleen Martin and Denny Stoner, uh, when they will be, will be uh, investigating abduction cases, say. And all of a sudden the people in their house are having poltergeist phenomena and things that they consider quote-unquote demonic, things that would not usually be associated with the UFOs, and we have crossover phenomena. So um, I wonder if the labels that we place on these things are very much associated with our own paradigm and are inadequate to the reality that they are supposed to describe. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, and uh, so you take with a grain of salt the 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 labels you've inherited or that you, you, from your culture or from your, even from your subculture. If you're trained as a physicist and now you're trying to get outside of that box and, and bring more to physics than most physicists could and, and, uh, and go to the next level, to the next place we're heading toward, I'm using physics as an example, it could be psychology and so on, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you begin to get a re- very relativistic sense about the, the labels uh, laid out there uh, that you have to choose from and sometimes you need to create a new label, uh, but then you're kind of talking to yourself with a new label for a while. <clears throat> if if uh, Ben, was it you or, or Paul that was uh, uh, training philosophy? That was me. So, Paul. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's philosophy okay. and theology. Okay. So, um, but you know, in, in the philosophy of language and the philosophy of, uh, 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 yeah, I'd say particularly that, uh, the, uh, like Wittgenstein and others, there, there's, you know, if, if you don't know, if you don't know how to talk about, if you don't know, <coughs> be, be careful when you start to use language in these areas because you're going to sabotage your own uh, purpose, possibly, uh, or at least know the limits of your tool system, know mm-hmm. the limits of your communication system, uh, or uh, be very qualifying. And how, I'm going to use this term this way, and I would ask that you define it only under the third definition down in the dictionary because that's the one I'm talking about here. You got to be more and more precise. And and, and uh, limiting, and uh, I, I'm a poet essentially, a, a poet by, by background and and, and by by, by uh, uh, call. My, my calling in this incarnation is, is more as a poet than anything else. And what the hell does that mean? Except that you you're trying to put language to trying to make effable ineffable things, and I'm, I'm fascinated by that that, that challenge. So yeah. if you're in the paranormal area, you're trying to uh, maybe push. Uh, maybe uh, uh, explore new ways to do the labeling. To, if you're talking about descriptive language, uh, what can you be, try to be describing that will allow others to be able to follow your the, the descriptive trail to to, to 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 join you, to co-join you there in, in the realm you went into uh, or you had been in earlier, in an earlier experience, and you're trying to use something to, to help bring them along so that you're not totally alone in, in the memory or the experience. And so that's a real challenge, and, and you can't stay away from language. To, I mean, you have to really push push the limits of language and really be a student of language and also know to whom you're talking. You know, yeah. I, I, I love that, I love that, that term. You, you see so much of it now. It's ubiquitous. You know, you know. Every third thing is you know, you know, you know, you know. No, I don't it's know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're checking with the person you're talking with 
like, are you following me? Am I making sense to you? You know, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, and uh, uh, I can't even listen to somebody who's coming from that mode, whether they're in politics or anything, oh, I know, show business. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very we're uh, off putting, but uh, I can understand. We're moving into a domain like, you know what I'm talking Am I talking to myself here? Hello, hello. You use the same language I do. You use the same term that way. And uh, it's hard. It really is hard. Uh, it's, uh, it's a relativistic issue. And uh, uh, I don't ever take it for granted. And I try to be careful in my use of language. And at the same time, as a poet, I'm trying to, 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 to sabotage people's conditioning and constraints with regard to what they're listening to with language mm-hmm. and try to say, could you maybe go beyond that point? maybe see it in this frame of reference when I talk about a higher dimensionality can we talk a little bit about what that might mean have you ever had anything like that you know to try to get people on board uh, a larger uh, uh, a larger uh, consensus domain uh, gotten there by some kind of languaging of some sort and that's God knows the paranormal and its ilk uh, is, is requiring that more and more mm-hmm. and uh, and yet most people are not really trained in that at all and they and they unless you kind of carry help them along there uh there's a certain bewilderment or a certain shut downness like oh you're talking you're talking crap now you know I, I can't follow you well i want you to follow me my job is to be followable and so if mm. i'm a poet i'm not very easily followable if i'm in the paranormal area i'm not very followable and so the challenges are very built in that way yes doctor before we run out of time here, i wanted to give you a yeah. chance to talk about your website your books where people can get them and where people can find uh, out more well, I understand. Well, you gave the, you gave the website already. Just my name, John J O N K L I M O dot com. The I'm pretty naive about the internet stuff and about computers in, in general. I think I, I, I do so much reading, but I, I, I follow and I have the website thing. But uh, I've been told uh, you know, people no longer follow your website who are real astute about websites, real savvy, tech savvy, or uh, uh, internet savvy. Because they're always uh, prowling the Internet to see not only who's on it, what kind of presences are there, what you can kind of grok about them from the way they're presenting themselves or their webmaster is or whatever, but you're also looking to see how up-to-date are they. You know, what kind of a blog-like recent kind of thing is it? Are you constantly adding new things? And when they go on my website, a lot of people who are pretty savvy that way or were, uh, they, they stop coming to my website because I don't update it. I got too many other things going on. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not attached to my own website. And so the, 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 uh, the proviso on that one is it's a, it's a, it's a stupid website that isn't updated. But the other <laughs> way to look at it is, is that it's, uh, it's got at least a book's worth of unpublished stuff on it. Uh-huh. It's got dozens of, of, of talks I've given. Uh, uh, unpublished except for just maybe proceedings of an obscure uh, conference or something. And so that's all there, and I, I tend to put it into one or two books, just probably just, you know, Amazon uh, uh, self-published kinds of things to get it out there as a book form. Uh, and that, that, that's a good thing about the website. And there's also some things on there uh, for, for the, 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 the subset of you people listening to this uh, the, where the poet in me is talking. And the poet in me is can't keep the science or the philosopher's side of me out. And so these things are coming out of many sides of my mouth at once when I get into this altered state of consciousness under, under guidance or a form of channeling. I said it's a kind of non-entity channeling, and I call it uh, uh, prose poetry or lyrical essays. And so there's, uh, there's about eight of them in there, in, 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 right on my website. You can go, you can go to and click on it under audio files, I think it is, and you get a sense of me as, as a, a poet, but not just a poet, a poet who's, who's 
connected up during the poeting uh, to uh, all the kinds of things we've been talking about, the paranormal, the larger reality, the explanation systems that can kind of interpenetrate and, 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 uh, uh, and try to pull us out of our bodies and out of our normal consciousness. And that's what the, uh, the poet in me is trying to do, too. So I don't make a distinction whether we're talking about the poet side of my mouth I'm talking out of right now, the paranormal expert side of my mouth, the, the ex-professor side of my mouth. It doesn't matter. It's, just, it's basically me trying to integrate it all toward the end of my lifetime here and, and, and try to awaken other people to what I'm talking about, which you've been doing with your radio show and so on and your guests. So th- that's... Uh, that's my website, but it, uh, the, the, the limitation on it is that I don't really keep up with it much, but there's a lot of stuff on it. Okay. Well, people can get your books uh, on Amazon and stores. Where, where yeah. can they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, just, oh, just, just uh, Google it or Amazon, yeah. Okay. And, uh, what are, you, are you working on uh, any more at this point? Uh, yeah, there's, there's two. Uh, okay. Coming full circle back to what I just said. That one of them is, uh, is, is a collection of these lyrical essays, Prose poems, where, where the, the, introdu- the long introduction to that that co- book's worth collection of it is, uh, what do I mean by prose poetry or lyrical essays with a foot in both worlds, prose and poetry, but also a foot in the world of sciences and philosophy and in uh, the, the, the uh, self-altered consciousness where you're trying to do more with language and with the subject matter you're talking about than you normally could as, as, a, as a writer or as a thinker or as a, a speaker. And so uh, this whole book of that could be coming out. And the other one is uh, what I call uh, 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 philosophical idealism, a whole collection of uh, probably about 15 or 20 essays and presentations at conferences uh, in the area of philosophical idealism, where uh, I'm trying to say, could you look at the world this way? This is the way I I choose to look at it. It makes the most sense to me this way. And the more I I study other, this ultimate cross-cultural studies of uh, studying other people's uh, civilizations and, and, and worldviews and, and so on, not just human uh, and not just embodied, physically embodied ones, that uh, uh, I, I, want, I want to be able to be inclusively, uh, include all of those frames of reference. And for me, the philosophical idealism does that, And uh, but I call it quantum idealism. And uh, so, you know, there could be the eye roll here. Well, you got to bring quantum quantum physics into it again like everybody else does. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it helps. It, it, you fits. don't have to get stuck on it. Huh? If the shoe fits. But yeah, I'm afraid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid we're out of time, though, Doctor. Thank you yep. for a fascinating discussion. Indeed. Uh, we'll be in touch off the air, and um, thank you again. You're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Very good. Okay, folks. Uh, I wanted to point out one thing before we get into our announcements. Uh, Shane Searway put this up on his Facebook page this morning, Shane being a, a dear colleague of ours, a good friend and very popular uh, guest co-host on the show. Uh, he'll be here next week. Uh, so I wanted to put out this call. Uh, it's, this, this is from the, he, put, he sent this from the Nashua, New Hampshire Police Department. We received numerous reports of a loud noise from multiple locations citywide. At this point, we have no reports of an actual incident and or cause for the noise. Around the world, there were a lot of strange booms in the sky. This, this could be nothing. But if anyone in southern New Hampshire, where we have a big listenership and where we speak a lot, uh, has any information, or any, anyone from anywhere else, as a matter of fact, uh, send it in to us, paul at behindtheparanormal.com, and Shane will be here next week for our open line show, and we'll... Uh, We'll discuss it then. It's, it's, uh, we've done some interesting shows on that. So let us know if you've heard, heard any strange noises that cannot be explained, that kind of thing. So anyway, next Saturday, uh, September, uh, I should say September, right, February 17th from 1 to 4 p.m., 
Uh, you can meet us at the uh, 2018 Book Lovers and Authors Expo at the Cumberland Public Library, 1464 Diamond Hill Road, Cumberland, Rhode Island. All our books will be, avail- will be available for sale. There will be many other authors there as well. And it's really a fun event and a great cause. Uh, we haven't been there for a few years because we had other commitments, but check it out. And uh, if you want more information, it's 401-333-2552. And uh, that also, it's also a good time for gift-giving because gift-giving season never really ends. And plus, we have uh, Valentine's Day coming up this week. So please consider autographed copies of our books for that special, strange someone in your life. And they're widely available. But if you uh, order them online at either of our two websites, BehindTheParanormal.com or NewEnglandGhosts.com, we will uh, be happy to autograph them for you. And uh, just to let you know, too, uh, we have an event coming up in May, May 27th. I guess that's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we'll be uh, once again at the Saucer Symposium at the KRI Center for Consciousness Studies in Stratham, New Hampshire. Speaking of New Hampshire. And we'll be, I know Ben will be happy to hear this. We'll be doing our, our live broadcast as we did last year, uh, from that venue with a panel of the speakers, which will include, uh, who will include Shane and a number of other people you know, uh, from the show and some whom we don't know actually are on the docket this year. And uh, that should be a lot of fun, a live broadcast with a panel on the 27th of May, uh, from the Saucer Symposium. So, uh, be sure to check that out. Okay, uh, let's, uh, move on here. What do we have next week, Ben? Uh, so next week uh, we have, uh, that's on uh, s- uh, Sunday, February 18th, uh, we'll bring you an open line show with our popular guest co-host, uh, Shane Searway. So get your questions to us at paulabehindtheparanormal.com or feel free to call in 800-449-1240. And uh, don't forget about all of our books that are available online at our uh, show websites, behindtheparanormal.com. And uh, you can find all sorts of interesting things on there, including all of our, our uh, shows. That's uh, over 720 shows uh, as in podcast form. Actually, I think uh, of, with, with all the recordings and things that are on there we've got over 700 and f- almost 750 shows at this oh, point oh wow <laughs> yeah, it's hard to keep track because we keep racking them up right so they get 10 years on the area there you go so anyway um uh, we leave you this afternoon with a word from none other than, than gautama the buddha those who are free of resentful thoughts surely find peace i've been trying to get that quote in for yeah, the last no, three weeks hey, hey you finally did it yeah that's it that's it so where there's a will there's a way that's true uh, so there, I like the nice simple thoughts. So anyway, I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno, and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we will see you behind the paranormal. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.